When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to another episode of That's What People Do. You are joined by me, Ryan McGowan, and as always, James Kay. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Ryan. How are you? I am very, very good. Thank you very much. I hope the listeners are doing well as well. Um, We've got a rather interesting episode for you this week. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to get straight into it. I really have nothing else to go on except for this, so let's go. You know the phrase, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse, right? I'm familiar, yeah, I'm yeah, familiar. Yeah, exactly, we've all said it, uh, but you probably couldn't actually eat a horse, right? It's just an exaggeration as to how hungry you are. But Maybe a, guy... maybe like a, a calf or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe sometimes. I mean, like, when I, uh, for instance, I, as, as, as James and I were talking before we started recording, I went to Nando's today, and I've eaten a whole chicken at Nando's when I'm very, very hungry, but I always go mm. thinking I could eat a whole chicken and always end up getting half, and that I struggle with now. Mm. You see, my, my the problem I have is that I rarely feel like hungry, but the second I start eating, my body's like, oh, fuck food, and then I'll start getting really hungry as I'm eating. So I always <laughs> make less food than I actually need. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'm just really unsatisfied, so I just haven't end up having like loads of like desserts. Like, I literally just made myself dinner, and it just wasn't enough, so I then had to have like a second dinner. <laughs> You're like a hobbit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But then if you ever meet me, like Ryan knows, like I'm stick thin. There's nothing to me, but I can eat for days. It's weird. That's just true. <laughs> so anyway, the guy we're talking about today, he could literally eat a horse. And when he's done, he could have a good old go at the horse next to the one he's just eaten. And while he's there, he might nibble on the house cat too, just for a bit of dessert. So this week, we're talking about a guy known as Tarar, the man who could eat anything. 
So unfortunately, there isn't much written about this guy's early life. He was born sometime around 1772 in the city of Lyon in France. Now it's unclear whether his name was actually Tarar or if it was a nickname. See, at the time, it was quite common to say the phrase Bonbon Tarar when witnessing a large explosion. But that could trickle really? down to... Yeah, apparently. Um, but this phrase, bonbon tara, could be trickled down to hearing someone fart properly loud. <laughs> and tara uh, was known to fart so loudly and constantly that it's likely tara became the most common way to refer to him, which I think is quite a fun fact. Because he just farts were so explosive. Uh, he farts all the time and they're so explosive. Instead of just like bonbon tara to refer to an explosion, they were just like... Maybe they'd said it to him every time he farts, like overly mm, loudly. They're probably proper room clearing farts. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Like they say like silent and violent ones, but this guy's doing violent ones and they're extremely loud. You see, Tara to me means goodbye, like I say it when I'm saying goodbye. Yeah, well this is spelt slightly different. This is spelt T A R A R E. And I've heard some people refer to him as Tarare. But uh, for the most okay. part, I think because he's French, I think it's Tarar, and I suppose the E and the, the R and the E is almost like not pronounced. Tarar, I don't know why accent that was. I know what you mean. <laughs> Go on, I'm not going to offend any more French people. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I realised actually when writing this, I've done quite a few French episodes, and I've always tried to do the words justice, and I just I think I'm bad at it. Some of them are just really weird. Like uh, I don't know, French. It's just French people. Just there's a lot of phlegm involved as well. Yeah. Like, bonjour. Everything's kind of in the front of the mouth, like the lips do a lot of the work. Mm, yeah. Now, anyway, what we do know about Tarar's early life is that he had a serious appetite. Now, it was reported that he could eat a quarter of a cow a day by the time he was a teenager. Now, I'm not talking a quarter pound a burger here. I'm saying he could literally eat a quarter of an entire cow. For instance, he's consuming his own weight in food as a teenager every single day. That's ridiculous. Day. Yes. How is his stomach not just being like, just ejecting that? Exactly. How is he eating so much and he's just a teenager? I mean, your stomach is a muscle, so you can like train it to get bigger and bigger to get more food. But to eat your own body weight, I, I don't, in my head that doesn't work. I know, I know, it, it's insane. It it reminds me of, um, you know, Dwayne Johnson posts a lot of videos of his own eating diet, his dietary yeah, yeah, yeah. requirements on Instagram and whatnot. That yeah. guy has to eat so many calories just to maintain his size, and it's unreal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You can't just build up to it. Like, if I wanted to do that, I'd have to, like, add, like, 100 calories every week to get to that point. You can't just do it, otherwise you will just fucking get so unwell. Oh, yeah, like you said, I mean, it, your stomach's in a way almost like a muscle. You can train it to get bigger, and that's why we get, like, competition eaters. You know, like, man versus food. That show was great. Yeah, yeah, I loved that show. But you can pack away a lot of food, but, like, a lot of time you're not vomiting it up. No. So if you're parents to this constantly hungry boy, when he's young, you might have been able to control him a bit more, you know, you're in control of the food, his appetite as well. It might not have been so intense as a child. But as a teenager, Tarara was constantly hungry and his family couldn't keep up with him. Now, I can pack away some food, James, I'll be honest with you. I can eat quite a lot <laughs> in one sitting. In fact, like I, whenever you know those buffets, that all-you-can-eat buffets, 
they're fantastic yeah yeah yeah. you go there you pay like what 10 15 pounds and it's like you've got an hour and 45 minutes fill your boots and yeah. i'll be sat there with like but five plates just stacked up of each other and then like someone next the to the issue with those want. places is they make their food so salty that you have to buy a drink and that's where they like generate more money oh i never thought about that apparently yeah, so it's really the clever money. the way they do it like genuinely do it like next time you go to one of them places just like clock in with how thirsty you are and yeah. if you want like water, they'll like look at you in disgust. Mm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. But anyway, so as I was saying, I, right, I can pack away some food. And my mum always used to joke when I was a kid and a teenager, saying that I could literally eat everyone out of house and home. Is your, is your parents ever said that to you? I'm sure that's a parent yeah. phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're gonna eat us out of house and home here. And um, yeah, for Tara's parents, right, that was a genuine concern. See. France at the time was going through one of many revolutions in its history, causing food shortages, which then meant food prices skyrocketed. And Tarar's parents literally could not afford to feed him, so they kicked him out. He was to go and make his own way in the world. Now, that may seem harsh, but to keep him would have put an already poverty-stricken family on the streets with no way of feeding themselves, and the whole family would have suffered. See, at least Tarar was a young man and he might be able to find himself a job and be able to support himself, which, realistically, I think is a fair point. How old is he at this point, sorry? Uh, he's probably like 15, 16. Okay, I suppose back in those days you could find like work as a farmhand or something. Exactly, it's the late 1700s. I believe like uh, Admiral Nelson was on like a, a ship going in the Caribbean at the age of 12. He had a job. Oh, the late 1700s, that's like the proper French Revolution. Yeah, yeah, this is proper Like French. Napoleon French this Revolution. Is, yeah, we're talking Napoleon-era revolutions here. Yeah. Now, Marion Antoinette, let them eat cake, uh, which she never said. Do you know she never said that? Appa- yes, apparently she said brioche. Mm-mm. Yeah, which is false. Slander. Brioche is a type of bread, so she's saying, well, just let, ha- let them eat bread. Just like have eat bread yeah, if you sweet, have to. Sweet bread. And apparently... um. That's an English thing where we're like, because brioche is like a cake to us in a way, because it's like a sweet bread and it's almost like cake. Mm. So then we was like, well, just, that's what she said. She said, let me eat cake. That makes sense. And mm. then they cut her head off. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Well, in fact, uh, Marie Antoinette, um, in terms of timeline, is around during Tarar's era. So um, right, okay. we'll get to it later on, but um, she does actually appear in this episode. Oh, interesting. Yeah, briefly. Now, Tarar would wander the streets for a while, begging for money and food. When he couldn't get any charity, he would resort to scavenging through rubbish. He would be eating scraps or leftovers discarded on the street. This boy is constantly hungry and he's willing to just eat the shit off the floor to get himself some sort of, you know, food kick or whatever it is. Now, while on the street, he fell in with sex workers and thieves as a little gang and they were wandering the landscape with um, committing crimes to survive. But then Tarar was discovered by a quack doctor who toured around France with fake medicines. You know, like in um, uh, Sweeney Todd, the guy's got their hair ointment and he's like putting it on people's hair. He's like, oh yeah, this will make your hair grow thick Mm, and fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. He's a quack doctor and he discovered Tarar and was like, listen, come with me. You're pretty interesting. I want you to be my warm-up act before I come out and sell the goods. And that's what Tara did. He became the warm-up act for the quack, shoveling food into his mouth. And he would eat anything given to him. 
He even ate an entire basket of apples in one sitting, which is impressive. Apples, like, yeah. I mean, to me, that sounds like hell because apples go right through me. They just turn my stomach. But oh, really? That That's so acidic. I love an apple, James. I can eat. I, I eat apples all the time. Don't them. get me wrong, I think they're fantastic. And like cooked apples, I'm fine with no problem. Like apple pastries all day. But like there's something about just biting into a raw apple that my stomach just says no. Interesting. I love an apple. In fact, I love fruit. I eat fruit all the time. I could be a fruit. Fruit's great. I could be a fruitarian. Fruit is great. I would happily just have what, fruit as my diet. What is your favourite brand of apple or type of apple? Granny Smiths, just because they've got that really nice sour taste to them. You Do you just eat Granny Smiths by themselves? Yeah. Cause to me, they're cooking apples. No, Granny Smiths, oh, they've got that nice sour taste. A if I'm going to bite into a, an apple, it'd be like a red lady. A pink lady. Pink lady, that's the one. Yeah. I was thinking of the colour of the apple. Pink, pink lady apples. Just a red apple that's got a fucking crunch to it. Oh, dude, do you know what? Oranges are my, my top thing. I can eat an entire bag of oranges in one sitting. I love them. Oranges are great. I'll... I'll, I'll well, to be fair, I think I drink like probably a litre of orange juice a day as well. <laughs> oh, God, your poor bowels. <laughs> oh, my teeth as well. Like, I have to brush my teeth so often. <laughs> so, yeah, um, uh, Tarar is the uh, warm-up act. He's, you know, on, on occasions been given an entire basket of apples and he's eating them. Oh, actually, no, what I, I will rephrase that, James. He's not eating entire apple, like a, a basket of apples. He's actually swallowing entire apples without chewing them. But why? Oh, okay. Why eat without the taste? You might as well enjoy the food that you're eating. Yeah, but then uh, I think it's kind of like he's hungry, so he's just going to eat whatever they give him. And he's also kind of got to put on a show, uh, so he's like, oh, well, I'll just shovel it in. Yeah, fair, fair. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, I don't know how big these apples are, and I'm going to assume because, like, I think if we've seen in like history, like food and fruit was a lot smaller way back when, and now like all of our food is, you know it's all tampered with so they're bigger aren't they so you get more for your money he's yeah. actually shoving apples whole down his throat now i'm being funny i've seen people who can't swallow tablets when like medication <laughs> properly oh i can't do it yeah so you couldn't have an entire I, apple i no, I, I can't no matter how small the tablet is or anything i can't swallow anything without chewing <laughs> there's just something in my mind being like whoa you haven't chewed this you're gonna choke yeah it's really it's a proper problem when i get like uh, luckily, Touchwood, it hasn't happened so far, but if I get unwell and I need to swallow tablets, I'm fucked. I'm dreading getting older because I won't be able to do it. <laughs> Old man tablets, the massive ones. Yeah, the ones where you, like, you, like fucking horse tranquilizer tablets. Like, it's just, I'm, I won't be able to. You know what? The... I'm like, either give it to me in, like, liquid form or it's just not happening. I'll shove it up my ass. I was like, going to say, the alternative that would is be a, easier for me. The alternative is a suppository. Yeah, and it sounds people will give me weird looks, but that to me sounds more bearable than swallowing it. I don't know what it is. I've never understood. It's like the COVID test. I can't have the fucking COVID test in my mouth. Brilliant. Like my gag reflex is ridiculous. <laughs> I thought mine was bad, but that's. I would be. It's horrible. Oh dear, bless you. <laughs> so yeah, it turns out uh, Tara had an abnormally large mouth and was actually able to open his jaw, like almost unlocking it like a snake just open it insanely wide and just shove food in it and just hold it there now as as mm. entertaining as it is to watch someone eat a hefty amount of food the audiences themselves actually changed the act by giving Tara corkscrews and even stones and watched as he swallowed them all 
that's just gonna kill the bloke <laughs> right and that's just the power of mob that's mob mentality they're like oh you can eat fucking eat that you weirdo and he's like oh, okay i bet he's been forced to as well like i bet the quack doctor that he's working for was like eat it come on <laughs> Yeah, that's so fucked. His stuff. I'm assuming this is how he meets his end. He eats something he shouldn't. Uh, uh, no, not really. Surprisingly. Hmm. But yeah, so uh, yeah, he's uh, he's now eating corkscrews and even stones. He's just shoveling them in and swallowing it. Uh, but something, obviously, James, you'll not be a fan of this because obviously your new um, dietary requirements. Tarar was known to eat animals alive, as they are. That's fucked. Yeah. That's so fucked. Yeah. He was particularly fond of taking a live snake and just swallowing it whole uh, or biting into it and like drinking the blood first as a bit of showmanship. That's me- that nah, that's fucked now. That's this has gone from a being a funny story <laughs> to this guy's a cunt like just in one <laughs> sentence. I knew you wouldn't like that. Vile. <laughs> Yeah, I knew, I knew it. As soon as I was learning about it, and I was like, oh, it did that, does he? And it's like, yeah, James ain't going to like that. It's just torture. What's the point? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell people that I, I think people shouldn't eat meat, but they do. I'm not going to sit here and tell people not to because you can make your own decisions. But I'm going to tell you directly not to eat an animal alive because that is just horrendously fucked up. Oh yeah, it's it's cruel. It no, undeniably it's cruel, and there's really no need for it. But it's one of those like it's the late 1700s. It's it's like the audience like violence is sort of bred into mm. society at that time, and things like animals are not necessarily seen as pets back then. They're just animals that we eat. Um, not many people have a pet back then. Mm. So yeah, even a snake was like, it's a snake. Like, there's nothing special about it. It's not a pet. It's a fucking animal. An animal yeah. that could kill you, so kill it. Uh, and I suppose they're not really that fussed as. But remember, like people, I suppose back then as well, didn't even think that they like felt anything. I mean, the Tories only recently decided that animals don't feel pain. So, oh, where like have that. they? Do- how have they conducted that fucking study? Do you I remember just, it? it? Under yeah, Theresa May's it- government. It, oh, it fucking annoys me. You can li- animals literally grieve for each other. They are yeah. so much more intelligent than we think. And to say they don't feel pain is fucking. That's just dumb. There's no other way to put it. It's just dumb. Of course they feel pain. Which is why to me, yeah. like, I'm going to go on a vegan run here. Which is why to me that people, when they say like, oh, this animal was killed humanely, to me that's such a fucking like. Is oxymoron the right word? How do you humanely kill something? Yeah. They, they, it doesn't go together. You can't humanely kill someone or, uh, yeah, someone, something. It's fucked up. In my mm. humble opinion, sentient beings have a right to be here, and our intelligence doesn't put us above those beings. In fact, in fact, our intelligence has allowed us to be able to live without killing those beings. So, in that my opinion, killing the animal just is inferior intelligence. Come at me, I don't care. <laughs> I love that you just disappeared. Come at me, I don't care. Gone. Um, well, if anything, what we've shown so far is that we've discovered that uh, conservatism uh, is still somewhat uh, almost 18th century in its thinking is what we've discovered here. Oh, 100%, 100%. It's only like recently they're conducting an inquiry into themselves. I wonder how that's going to fucking go. Mm. Well, unfortunately, James, it, it, he's going to do a bit worse as he goes on. So um, look forward to that. Right, okay. Now, after spending some time with the quack doctor, aged 18, Tarar moved to Paris, where he would try his hand at becoming a street performer. 
and the fact that we know of him today tells us that he was kind of popular. He would draw his crowd and shock them as he placed stones in his mouth and swallowed them whole, chomped on bits of metal, and was able to place at least a dozen eggs in his mouth like a hamster, filling his cheeks. As I mentioned earlier, he could almost unnaturally open his mouth really, really wide. Mm. He could just shovel like 12 eggs in his mouth and just hold them in his cheeks. And people are like, wow, that's pretty cool. (laughs) So he would actually challenge his audiences eventually. Like, you know, he's getting, he's kind of enjoying his showmanship now. He's getting kind of good at this. He knows what he's doing. He starts challenging the audiences to find him something that he could eat. He's almost like saying, look, there's not a thing I can't eat. You find me something, I'll stick it in your mouth and eat it. And as you would expect, the audience would find all sorts, right? including uh, raw meat, which is not good, Uh, giving him raw meat to eat, and even, as I mentioned earlier, live animals. So, um, as I alluded to, uh, he would eat snakes, but he would also eat domestic cats by biting into their abdomen and eating every part of the animal except for the bones and then coughing up the fur afterwards. And again, I will point out, generally the cats are alive. Eat the bones, you pussy. If you're going to do it, fucking choke as you do it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of, I suppose it's part of the show, isn't it? Like, you know, but, but, but spit out the bones. Oh, there's just, there's no empathy there whatsoever. No. <laughs> so uh, he did this for a couple of years, becoming quite popular, but you don't want to stand too close to Tarah. So Tarah was known to stink to absolute high heaven. Um,. Now, I'm going to put it down to, like, you know, his eating habits and whatnot. He just stinks, like, the farting and everything like that. He's not good. Um, it was said that even animals could not stand to be near him and they would actually run away at the sight of him. Probably well, no he's shit, gonna... because they've probably seen him fucking eat their mates. Yeah, I was going to say, probably because he's eating them. But, um, yeah, one man... I'd fucking leg it as well. <laughs> one man said how you couldn't stand to be within 20 paces of him. And others claimed that they could see a vapour rising from him. You know, like cartoon stink gas? Mm-hmm. Apparently, he, like, you could actually see this fucking vapour coming from him constantly. Did this bloke ever, like, have a bath? Uh, well, I looked it up. Turns out most people, peasant-wise, in uh, revolutionary France didn't bath. Uh, I mean, I'm going to call out the French here, actually. Their personal hygiene is not very good. Uh, okay, Even I'm in gonna... modern day. I'm going to go with you, James, here, and I'm probably going to upset some of our French listeners. I don't think we actually have too many, so we might be safe here. But I think there was actually a study recently, and it was like the French are um, the worst when it comes to uh, uh, hygiene, which is why mm. they're like... It's just, it's just not of... in their culture. Like, in our culture, like, we wash every day. It's just kind of what we do. Yeah. But they These tend are... not to. And I think it's because, as well, their food is so, like, rich in seasoning, garlic and all that. Our food generally is quite bland. But yeah. their food is like very garlicky, and as we all out. know, if you have a heavy garlic meal, you you feel that the next day. Oh, you could brush your teeth all night, and you you still have garlic breath. I made a curry the other night, and I ate, and the next day, like I I think I went out for a walk, started sweating a little bit, and I could smell the curry like yeah. in my armpits. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and um, of course, in this time, um, water was not as 
clean so a lot of people thought that you'd get illnesses from like bathing in water too much so you like would generally try not to get wet at all using a bath um a lot of people right, use okay. like um they'd wet a sponge and then like wet themselves damp themselves down you know what we'd have like a sink wash just under the pits in the groin and then you're done like if you're desperate you've got a um which is obviously why a lot of the time france was very famous for perfume because they you know found ways of disguising their stank Mm. they needed Uh, it yeah spray a shitload of perfume so um rather interestingly the fact that tarar is noted for stinking to high heaven more than the general population of like late 1700s france shows how bad he actually stunk what a fucking smelly bastard yeah so what it turns out he sweated constantly like profusely sweating you know like well i imagine he was quite a large gentleman so like kind of movement would generally make him sweat Mm. well this guy is eating stuff that you know no human should be eating right and as i said earlier he sweated constantly right he was hot to the touch like if you touched his skin he'd be boiling hot like i'm bloody boiling constantly um and as i mentioned earlier his farts were horrific you can just imagine the smell of it all coming out the other end think about the stuff he's eating like animals um raw meat everything Mm. just imagine the other side now james um you uh refer to his size and you thought he'd be quite a big bloke yeah well interestingly tarah was a bit of an odd subject turns out tarah was very slim and always stayed slim uh, and supposedly, what? yeah, supposedly he had lovely soft hair. His lips, they were a bit thin, uh, and his mouth was abnormally wide. Apparently, his teeth were slightly rotten, and his eyes were a bit bloodshot. But if you walked past him on the street, you probably wouldn't have batted an eye at him. You might vomit mm. at the smell of him, sure, but <laughs> to look at, he's not a bad bloke until obviously he takes his you know shirt off, uh, and you see this hot to touch very very sweaty Mm. man and the fact that tarah's skin was stretchy and sagging so he's not a big bloke he's a skinny guy but he's got very saggy skin that's so weird yeah so so sagging james right a trick that he would perform in front of his audience was actually pulling his skin around his waist and tying it into a knot what the fuck yeah, he was able to do that. It was that stretchy and loose. It just seems like everything he was eating was going into his skin for some reason. Like obviously, you see people when they're quite large and they lose weight, like dramatic weight, they have loose skin. Hmm. But if he was never large and lost that weight, where's this loose skin come from? Well, it turns out there's quite a lot of people that can have a lot of collagen in their skin, I think, which makes their skin really super stretchy. There's that one guy, it was in the Guinness Book of Records once, it's that guy that can pull his neck skin up over his mouth. That's right, okay. Yeah, it's very, very bizarre. Yeah, it's very weird looking. (laughs) But yeah, some people can have that like super, super stretchy skin and they can just like pull it all over the place. It's like your elbows. You can like, you can really pull your elbow and tug at the skin. Oh, your weenus. Your weenus, that's it. Yeah, I'm stretching mine now. It's quite stretchy. Stop stretching your weenus. Leave it alone. I'll do what I want. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's a trick that he would perform quite often in front of his audience and that would just freak everyone out as well. They'd be like, bleh. No, don't like that. He's pulling his skin and tying it up in a knot. Uh, but it, it important to mention here that this trick would be done at the beginning 
of the show because the more Torah ate, the bigger he got. He literally bloated out when he started eating and the sagging of the skin would start to um, uh, get firmer as his stomach got bigger and bigger and in fact started to That's resemble so interesting yeah he started to resemble like a pregnant lady his stomach just ballooned and then eventually over a few hours or so it just gets smaller and smaller and he just goes back to being like you know skinny in a way with saggy skin i'm sure that i'm sure there must be a medical condition like word for that nowadays that your stomach just that's so curious yeah well we will get on to later sort of um what it is maybe he had that made him able to do this kind of stuff um but that's that comes later on but i i was thinking about it actually he's almost like the 1700s uh, uh stretch armstrong or like mr fantastic you know yeah. from like fantastic four just can like stretch yeah. his skin all over the place he's a bit weird but yeah so yeah he's uh he used to just bloat when he ate and that's half half of the show like just watching this bloke just get bigger and bigger a bit like the um is it is it monty python sketch where that bloke's just eating oh uh, the mr uh Oh, Mr. Creatin or something. Yeah, and he's just eating in that restaurant, getting bigger and bigger, and then Creosote, he explodes. <clears throat> that whole fucking sketch is so vile. Oh, it's all for it. Because he's just vomiting all over the like. It's, oh, it's grim. Yeah, I, I, I do. Anyone who hasn't seen it or doesn't know what we're talking about, just type in on YouTube like Monty Python, um, big, big fat. It's, I'd, I'm not sure how it's spelled, but it's Mr. Creosote, C R E O S O T E. It's awful. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. one too many shows for Tarar. He was performing, as usual, when he suffered an obstruction in his intestines. He was in agonizing oh. <laughs> yeah. He's in agonizing pain and he was actually carried to the nearest hospital uh, by his audience members where he was treated with some next level laxatives. Now can you imagine the smell? Yeah, he just needed a good poo. Oh yeah, properly, like it reminds me of um, Elvis Presley, obviously, famously died because he was insanely constipated. Mm. Yeah, he was straining too hard, wasn't he? And then his heart just gave up. Apparently, uh, I don't know if you ever used to watch, I think it was a Channel 5 program about c- celebrity autopsies. And there was one of no. them, there was one of them, it was about Elvis Presley. And apparently, Elvis Presley's colon, like where obviously all your poo is stored, was just rammed thick with this like mass of food or whatever it is just this mass this huge mass just stuck in his colon where he just couldn't get it out it's really bad fuck he needed some laxatives boy needed laxatives but apparently he used to have laxatives and it just wouldn't work because he's so blocked up that's so interesting yeah. oh that's a nasty way to go though to kill by your own shit oh god yeah when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, Tara made a full recovery, you'd be happy to learn, uh, but his next move seems a little odd. So, it is now 1792. Tara is a 22-year-old and has enlisted in the French army. So, France is at war with literally everyone. French revolutionaries have captured King Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette. And other monarchies around Europe were scared that revolution would spread. So, the War of the First Coalition begun. Basically, a lot of like monarchies were like, no, 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 this shit, we need to clamp down on this shit, please. This is basically- Yeah, it was Prussia and Austria, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, Prussia, Austria, Great Britain, Portugal, um, loads of other places. They were like, listen, I'm not having some like early communism shit spreading here. That's not going on. Yeah. We need to sort this out. Monarchy's brilliant. But um, Tyrrell wasn't some nationalist joining the army for love of his country. So... Why did he join the army? And that's... I found that an interesting question, really. Now, there are a couple of theories. Uh, One is that he was conscripted into the army. I read somewhere that um, when... uh, This is now revolutionary France. So they've they've captured King Louis, which is why Austria and the Prussians were like, hold on a minute, stop that, because you've got Marie Antoinette as well, who's part of our royal family. So, you know, we need to sort this shit out. Uh, And Mm. apparently uh, the French revolutionaries conscripted a lot of people into their army to make it bigger because they just didn't really have one because obviously you you got your army through the king who would then rally an army yeah um so it could have been that or um he might have joined for the promise of regular meals maybe he was unable to perform for a little while after his little hospital visit so it was like i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna put myself through that at least if i join the army i'll get constant food which is it's a sensible option Mm. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. That's why um, when when they went to war, was, like they marched into Austria and they started stealing Austrian food because they needed it. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> Probably because Tara's eating it all. Probably, yeah. Because there was that whole um, what was it? It was like the uh, the march of the peasant women or something. They stormed Marie Antoinette's house because uh, they heard rumours that she was like hoarding grain. That's it. Yes, yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah. Which was obviously untrue. <laughs> Yeah, why the fuck would you hoard grain in your house? What you can do grain? What's so special? Like <laughs> hoard like I don't know, fucking cake and biscuits. Brioche. Brioche. Now sweet bread. For whatever reason, army rations really didn't suit Tara. He was constantly hungry and would offer to cover the work of others in return for their rations, and when desperate, would start to rummage around for leftovers. And when he got very very desperate. He even rummaged around in the latrines in human waste, trying to find leftovers food in poo. That is... Minging, isn't it? What? You wouldn't. You wouldn't, because if you ate it, you'd get ill and probably die. Well, he's eating a lot worse, I suppose, isn't he? Or well, he's eating bad yeah, shit. But, um, yeah, so he was like looking through poo, just trying to find, like, is there a bit of something that didn't get digested properly and just snacking on that if he could find it. I don't know if you ever found any, but, you know, it's horrible to think that he did it. 
Now, it wasn't enough to satiate his hunger, unfortunately, and Tarar collapsed one day, uh, and he was taken to a military hospital where doctors were completely baffled by his condition, and they noticed that he was showing symptoms of malnourishment, which seemed odd considering how much he could eat. So they ordered to have uh, Tarar quadruple rations, so four times the amount a normal soldier was getting, just to try and, like, you know, bring him up to health. But that still wasn't enough. He was still constantly hungry. He was still showing symptoms of malnourishment. And he would continue he mm. would continue to look for scraps on top of his quadruple rations and even snuck into the apothecary room, like the you know, the pharmacy medicine room, and he would snack on yeah. medicines and poultices. Um I had to look up what a poultice is, so if you don't know, I won't blame you. Mm, I don't you know, like you see in um uh like older films and whatnot um like medieval shit and someone gets a big gash on them and they put like this weird combination of like padding onto like the wound and it's like oh th- uh-huh. this will suck out all the bad shit that, that's a poultice it's something yeah, you put yeah, over yeah. the wound proper medieval yeah he, he'd be right, snacking okay. on those as well and medicines that are just having nothing to do with him just try what the fuck yeah because he's just hungry he's constantly hungry and he's like i will eat anything i'm so hungry now his doctors, yeah, his doctors decided to test out his limits. So uh, one day they laid out a meal designed for f- to feed fifteen people, and they watched as Tara's stomach ballooned while he ate everything. A dinner designed for fifteen people, literally, it's like that buffet thing we were referring to earlier. He's just he just took oh, it down everything, everything, and it seemed it seemed to sort of. Um, you know, work for a bit because when he finished, he just fell asleep. So it's almost like that was enough. That's enough just to get him. Okay, I feel good now. I can have a little nap, like after Christmas dinner. Mm. Now the doctors, in an attempt to continue to see how far he could take it and what he could eat, and you're not going to like this, bizarrely, gave him live animals to eat too. Which I don't understand why that's the next Fuck's step. Sake. No, They're like oh. At the very least, kill him. Yeah, like, they've gone, oh, look, he can eat this entire table full of food. What should we give him next? And someone's just like, gone, what about this cat? Okay, <laughs> eat that. So, it's so, I don't get it, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fucked. So, Tara happily ate cats, snakes, but we know that. He also ate lizards, and worst of all, in my opinion, puppies. No! Yeah. But you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can no man, because all I can hear is their little like squeals as they're trying to like escape. Oh, that's so fucked. Right, as he bites into it. Yeah. Oh, mate, if I was there, his head would be fucking bleed. But he'd be bludgeoned off. I'd chop his own leg off and feed him that. Yeah. You 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 would hope that like he'd at least you know, in a, in a, as I say, a humane way kill the damn thing first and then start having a mm. go at it but like i think he's just so bloody hungry he's like yeah whatever it's food to him he doesn't see it as an animal he doesn't oh, see it as a just pet fucking starve <laughs> well uh, on one occasion he took a live eel uh, he broke its skull by simply biting down on it with his intense jaw and then actually swallowed the whole thing whole like it just went straight down his gut. yeah and then they were really surprised by that. They're like, Whoa, that's well cool. And he's like, yeah, because eels are not small. 
they're quite big animals and also like mm. they've got some really f- i don't know if you've ever seen a skeleton of an eel they're like rib cages just like little needles of bones yeah you ch- very big choking hazard yeah massively so you know he's just chucking that down like it's nobody's business uh now taraz doctors saw an opportunity and they begun to give him a tiny wooden box to eat literally like here's a tiny wooden box like actual wooden box but we've seen him eat stones so this is like normal here's a wooden box eat it which he would do he could swallow that whole no problems um inside these boxes they'd have little pieces of paper with writing on it and when Tara mm. inevitably passed the box on, uh, they were able to rummage through his shit, get the little piece of paper, and still read the writing on it. Um, and they fucking were like, hell. they were like, hold on a minute, this is fucking gold. Uh, and Tara was about to become the first ever James Bond, a super secret spy for France, which is kind of cool. There's, there's some messages in his stomach. Well, that was the plan, right? Um, the plan was this. He was given classified documents in a wooden box and was then told to eat it in front of his commander. The plan was then to send him into enemy territory in Prussia under the cover of darkness, dressed as a local, to go and find another French commander who had been held captive. The job would then be to pass on these classified documents, right? As to be like, what to do next or where are you and let's go get you kind of thing, right? That's a pretty mm. impressive plan. Now, would you like to take a guess at how successful the mission was? Um, I'm I'm gonna assume it was a massive failure. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was a resounding failure. Uh, unfortunately, Tarar didn't speak a word of German, and locals very quickly picked up on this French guy just wandering around, and they're like, "Are you dumb?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they alerted army officials uh, who picked him up and searched him um, but you know surprise found nothing Uh, in fact they interrogated him for a little bit and kudos to him he didn't say a word for 24 hours until he was like okay I'll tell you everything (laughs) he literally opened up so I will tell you everything and he did (laughs) he told him exactly what the plan was he told him that he'd eaten uh, this like little wooden box with uh, stuff in it uh, had documents and whatnot and they were like okay thanks so they tied him up to a toilet and were like you can stay here until you pass it through and that's what happened uh, about like 30 odd hours later he um, had a big old dump and uh, out come the wee little box supposedly and um, yeah they, they found it <laughs> um, that's grim yeah 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 would you like to know what was on the super secret document please yeah well supposedly the super secret document said uh it was a little note that was basically asking the commander um that that he was supposed to be giving it to um to reply if he got this note that was it that's quite mundane isn't it isn't it do you know what it is i think it's because the actual commander himself who sent tara off was like this guy's a fucking idiot. He's going to get caught straight away. I just want to see. I don't trust this dude. Yeah. I don't trust see him. See if this works. Yeah, but I'm just going to see if it'll work. So he's like, on the note, it's just like, holler back if you get this note and <laughs> sent him off. And then like, you know, inevitably he gets captured. Um, mm. So yeah, that's a fun little story. So he's, uh, his spy career didn't last too long. T- uh, Tara, mm. um, he's, 
his captors were seriously pissed off by this. They thought they were almost having the piss taken out of them. Like some smelly bastards just wandered up to him, had a shit with a note on it that just said, send, ma- send back if you get this note. And they're like, are you for real? Um, so they beat <laughs> him up and they arranged for him to be executed by hanging. Uh, but mm-hmm. once he was on the gallows, for some reason, they changed their mind and they released him uh, back near the French lines and he just wandered back into France again. I don't know why they did that. Right. I think they were just like, oh, he's a fuck you. He's, he's just some fuckwit. I'm not, it's not worth it. Yeah. Let's just let him go again. Now, knowing that soldiering isn't the life for him, Tarah made his way back to the military hospital hoping to be protected by the doctors who were fascinated with him. Um, and, you know, they did. Uh, Tarah promised that he would undergo anything that they say uh, so long as they can try and cure him. Um, and, yeah. And so, yeah, they were like, okay, cool, you can stay here. So he was treated with um, laudanum, which is like a type of opium-based medicine. Uh, they gave him like loads of wine vinegar, hoping that the acidity would kind of relieve the hunger. They even gave him like just like trays of soft-boiled eggs. I'm not exactly sure... <laughs> why this would have helped but you know they were like try it um the <laughs> the doctors tried to place tara on a controlled diet but that didn't work um he would sneak off and try and find scraps all the time uh he would often be found hiding around the butchers trying to eat the offal that would be thrown out the back um nice. yeah and no, offal's minging but worse of all mm. right and i We've talked about some horrible shit. Like he's eating live animals like puppies and stuff, and that's pretty bad. But I would argue, worse of all, Tara was caught sometimes drinking the blood of patients undergoing bloodletting. What the fuck is wrong with this man? I know, like some dude sat there, he's, he's had his arm sliced open, and he's just sort of just pouring away into this thing, and he's like, you're going to eat that? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, thanks. And just nicking it. That's so grim. Like, the, so many diseases would be spread. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, but it get you know, have an have an escalation here, James. He was then caught in the hospital mortuary, gnawing on human corpses at one point. Fucking hell, man! <laughs> this bloke just doesn't stop. He's just like chewing on some dead person's ass, just be like, this is where all the meat is. Imagine being that hungry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that. That's how hungry this guy is. He's willing. I, I mean, I've been. We've all been hungry to the point of being like, I'm about to fucking punch someone. I'm that hungry. Yeah. But never, I'm gonna eat a dead person or drink their blood. Kind of hungry. <laughs> yeah. It's like the beginning of the episode. I'm so hungry, I could eat a horse. But he's like, I'm so hungry, I could eat a human. And then just went ahead and did it. <laughs> Does it? So, um, his stay at the hospital, unfortunately, was unsuccessful. Uh, nothing really worked. Um, but what ki- got, but what really got Tara kicked out of the hospital was a 14-month-old baby going missing. Oh, he didn't. We don't know. We don't know. Um, Tara was immediately suspected of having eaten the child, but he denied it vehemently. And, uh, you know, there's no proof to say otherwise that it was him. It's just a bit mm. of rumour. Um, but, uh, yeah, a 14-month baby went missing. Tara was at one point known to gnaw on people because he's that hungry why wouldn't he yeah, eat a child signs point yeah so uh he was chased out of the hospital and was out on his own so he went back to his old life of performing on the streets for several years shoveling uh mm. food into his mouth 
shoveling whatever he could to keep his audiences coming back. And in 1798, Tarar headed back to hospital with excruciating pains and was bedridden. He believed it was caused by two forks that he'd eaten in a show two years earlier. Now, the doctor who examined him concluded that it was, in fact, tuberculosis. Now, his body... Fucking hell. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you think, of all these things that he's eating, it's tuberculosis that kills him. Mm. His body would begin to deteriorate quickly in hospital, and his final days were spent in excruciating pain and suffering with chronic diarrhoea. Tarar, the man who could eat anything, died aged 26. What? A fucking weird guy. I know. I know. Very, very weird. But what caused his eating disorder? That's what we want to know, right? Now, an autopsy, which eventually happened, because every doctor that came up to him was like, can you do an autopsy on this bloke? They're like, absolutely fucking not. He stinks to high heaven. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere fucking near him. Um, Yeah, you don't want to see what's inside. Yeah. Uh, His corpse rotted very very quickly for some reason um when the autopsy eventually happened it showed that his mouth was larger than usual which we already know but when they opened his mouth up and then looked down his throat his gullet was so wide that they could almost see right down to his stomach which is how he was able to swallow such large objects like apples and the like okay um which is really weird and interesting um, but unfortunately, yeah, sure. the autopsy did not explain Tara's condition, and it would never be explained by old uh, old medicine back then. Now, looking at it from today's twenty twenty one eyes, kind of thing. Um, obviously, we don't have many documents on the guy. We don't have many medical records on the guy. No one really did many worthwhile exams, except for can you eat this puppy, uh, which is not an exam. Um, so <laughs> we don't really have that much to go on. So all we can sort of go on is what was written about him uh, and then use those maybe as symptoms. So I've got a couple of theories. Now, there is a condition known as Prad-Willi. Have you heard of it? Uh, it rings a bell, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Uh, so Prad-Willi is a genetic disorder uh, caused from a missing chromosome. It's rare and it's not hereditary. People who live with this condition are constantly hungry and are unable to have their hunger satisfied. Often they will eat things that aren't even food, such as toothpaste. Um, Harvey Price is a notable person today to live with Prada Willie, the son of Katie Price and uh, Dwight York. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And obviously, uh, I believe that Dwight York's other children have no uh, medical issues nor does katie price's other children have any medical issues um, and that's because prada willie is not hereditary you don't get it from a parent it's just a rare genetic condition that happens okay. um out of, out of the blue so um this meets the criteria in terms of Tara's constant hunger and eating habits but it doesn't explain the rest of his symptoms so we're going to rule out prada willie as the thing that he had now okay. another another condition is a thing called pika now, people with pica have an overpowering need to eat non-nutritive substances. Things like sponges, dirt, screws, nails, safety pins, in some cases human hair, or even worse, human waste. Uh, mm. One woman on the TV series My Strange Addiction shows um, uh, herself not unable to stop eating her bed mattress. 
and another what the uh, fuck yeah yeah that's what i'm saying it's bizarre um and another uh, woman has this overpowering need to drink gasoline i feel like i've seen this i feel like i might have seen clips of this probably yeah there's one woman so weird because in your head you'll be like this is weird and yet you have the overriding need to do it yeah exactly there's one woman who can't stop eating drywall like she's like literally picking apart her walls in her home and eating it it's like you know whenever you buy like new shoes or something and the little packet of silica gel comes in it and it says do not eat and for some reason you're like i really want to eat this oh yeah absolutely so understandably uh pika can be very very dangerous um and interestingly uh pika matches for tara um since he was known to eat rocks and corkscrews and things that are non-nutritive but it seems that he only really did this in his shows um it turns out like when he's searching for food himself like when he's really hungry and he's looking for food he's not eating rocks or dirt because he knows that's not food he's eating actual food like he's trying to find actual food Mm. so we can rule out pika um pika's not a genetic condition um it's actually a psychological condition uh that's generally brought on by something in your life Uh, and actually interestingly um it's commonly seen in pregnant women oh is that uh, cravings and stuff yeah yeah exactly that where women start to go Oh, I've just I'm obsessed with like marmite or something, and they've never eaten yeah. it before in their life, or they like they don't like a certain food before, and when they get pregnant, they have this overbearing need to eat that thing that they know they don't mm-hmm. like. That's pika. That's what women, uh, okay. pregnant women, tend to get. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, uh, we can rule out pika as well. Now it seems the most likely uh, of condition for Tarar is hyperthyroidism. Now your thyroid, which is in your neck controls things like your metabolism and it can help out with your heart rate it can like speed it up or slow it down and if you've got um hyperthyroidism um it's when your heart your thyroid is working in overdrive your metabolism is increased your heart rate can be increased which means it's you're constantly needing to consume food um to have it keep working basically um hence why like Tehran never gained any weight this constant mm. need to keep feeding to stay upright uh, uh, can develop into something called polyphagia, which is a symptom of hyperthyroidism. Uh, people living with it will eat anything that looks to be edible or nutritious, but their hunger is almost never satisfied. So right, it's, okay. it's likely that um, he had polyphagia, which is a symptom brought on by his hyperthyroidism. Um, so, yeah. He's he's basically that's why he like seems to never gain weight or anything like that. So as soon as he's eating food, his body's almost able to like metabolize it and burn it off and use it as almost as quickly as he can eat it. So mm. it's, yeah, it, that's Tara, the perfect eating machine. Um, probably suffered with hypothyroidism. What an interesting episode! Yeah, like he's just what a guy. Well, if he fucked up individual, like fuck him for eating all the animals that he did, but christ just a a bloke who couldn't stop eating he really couldn't and it like i said um it's a condition he literally has no choice in it he cannot stop he has to keep eating he will never feel like full 
That must be torture. Like, there's no better feeling of when you're really hungry and then you eat and you feel satisfied and you're like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. He'll never, he never knew that. Well, it's like, it's, it's like Christmas dinner. When you finish that Christmas dinner and you sit on the sofa afterwards and you just go, oh, mm. and you can just sit Yeah, there. and you kind of like doze off. Yeah, you have a little nap. You've got the telly on. It's warm. Oh, that's brilliant. He would never, ever, yeah. ever feel that. Man, mm. that's a shame for him. But also, he did fucked up stuff, so no sympathy. <laughs> he did do fucked up stuff. Um, so yeah, that's the story of Tarar, the man who could eat anything. Um, well, well I, I, I'm going to assume, James, you enjoyed that story. As he said, it's a quite an interesting story. Um, that was really interesting. Yeah, uh, well, I hope um, you guys enjoyed listening to that story as well. James, do we have any idea what we are doing next week? See, here's the thing. So next week I need to do a bad person and I don't have any idea, but I know who I'm going to do for the good person in like two, three weeks' time. Right. So, do you want to do so good there's person? that. So, I mean, I can. Um, So the good person's going to be Enzo Ferrari. Ooh, very good. But if I can, if I can, I know that people prefer bad people. So if I, if I can like do a bad person first, then I will. All right. Well, we'll be sure to let you guys know on the socials um, if we have a definite by like, if if we change so for the moment we're doing i watched a documentary on netflix earlier the um what was it called like uh why did you kill me oh yeah i've seen that trailer. yeah and i thought oh this might be good for an episode and then i watched it and i thought no no yeah. it was, it was, it was I, I thought it was pretty shit ah that's a shame it was just about internet sleuthing and it was just it was just very mundane it was just like an episode of fucking traffic cops or something it was i didn't enjoy it, it wasn't very good <laughs> brilliant uh, right well so next week uh, look forward to a uh, story on enzo ferrari if we change our mind uh we'll be sure to that will you know. be coming within the next three weeks though so if you like cars stick around yeah there you are so it's either coming next week or in a couple of weeks either way we'll let you know <laughs> we're either doing enzo or we're doing something different um yeah. So yeah look forward to that next week uh as i say really hope you enjoyed this episode uh make sure to follow us on all the socials as per you find us on instagram twitter and uh, facebook's uh if you'd like to help this show grow uh you can donate to us via our ko-fi page there is a link to that in our link tree um but if you don't want to find it for any reason you can find us on www.ko-fi.com forward slash that's what people do and you can uh, drop a one-time donation there for us which would mightily help us out big time um we've had a few people do it in the past uh, shout out to rowan uh, our most recent um donor she's uh, donated to the show so thank you very much rowan i know she listens so that'd be great um so yeah that's everything i believe uh join us next week whilst we're talking about enzo ferrari or somebody else maybe maybe who knows the excitement's keep well, the excitement will keep you going through the next week yeah exactly um and yeah thank you very much for listening i hope you've enjoyed it and join us next week we'll see you then ta-ta ta-ra hey <laughs>
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.